Hallelujah. Well, praise God. We have been, uh, over the last uh, couple months here, whatever, working on a series on our midweeks with dealing with being uh, stress-free, praise God. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, we need more stress-free living, praise God. Amen. How many of you were you're designed to live stress-free? I said, how many know you were designed to live stress-free? You weren't designed to carry stress. And that's why your bodies break down and get overcome and overwhelmed and filled with anxiety and all that kind of mess, because we weren't designed to carry it. And uh, so uh, we're going to go to our uh, uh, key verse, uh, opening verse in 2 Timothy 3, if you'd put that on the board, please. 2 Timothy 3, please. And uh, let me go ahead and open up here and turn to it. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Hallelujah. But know this, that in the last days, now there's obviously something you've got to know here. In the last days, or as the days progress, amen, perilous times will come. Now, the word perilous, here again, difficult, fierce, ferocious. Uh, it means times of stress. In fact, my cross-reference says times of stress. Uh, it means the reducing of strength or reducing the strength of is what it means. So when, that's exactly what happens when stress starts coming on you. It starts reducing your strength, okay? And that can definitely mean more than just physical strength, although I believe it does do that too. Uh, but it also starts reducing your strength mentally, emotionally, um, and spiritually, I believe. And so uh, look at your neighbor one more time. says, no more stress for you. No more stress. Amen. All right. So perilous times uh, will come in these days as they progress. And uh, so the thing is, it's out there. There's no doubt about it. You just got to know that it's there. Uh, but you got to know how to handle it, how to deal with it. Praise God. How to just overcome it. Amen. And not let it overcome you. Amen. And so we've been uh, talking about that, and uh, in this text, I'm not uh, going to go to it, but uh, early on in the series, we, we took through the, this whole text there in 2 Timothy 3 and, and found out, you know, really what it comes down to is, you know, stress is about being self-seeking or self-striving, okay? Um, and really, when, it, when, it, when that whole text gets kind of summed up, it's basically like this, uh, men will be lovers of themselves rather than lovers of God. And uh, now, you know, it's talking to, you know, talking, letter written to, to Timothy, but it's talking to the church. Let's try this one more time. It's talking to the church. Yes. Amen. So it's not talking about the world. I mean, the world obviously is going to be more lovers of themselves than lovers of God. But it's talking to the church. And so what happens is as the days progress, there's so much things going on, things pulling at you from this way and that way, all kinds of stress, uh, opportunities for stress are out there. And uh, so uh, he says, you know, uh, you know be, be more of a lover of God rather than a lover of self, all right? And so as we've, as we've been talking about and touching on some things about being what it means to be self-seeking or self-striving, you know, it's something that's it's all about you or it's all about how you can get it done or how you're going to handle it or whatever, uh, that's what happens. And pretty soon now you're stressing out because you're trying to carry something you weren't designed to carry. Still with me? So uh, um, I, just some reasons for stress. I thought I'd throw this out because I kind of, what I want to do today, I thought this would work. I even talked to my family a little bit, uh, asked some questions last night, and, and uh, just thought, you know, tell me some things, reasons why people stress out, okay? Well, of course, the number one on the list usually is something to do with finance. A lot of people stress out about finance, so, you know, their personal needs or bills or debts, whatever. Uh, family, family things. Could be marriage 
things with the children, kids, uh, daily responsibilities concerning the family, uh, maybe health issues or health stuff, health, health, right? Okay, so something, maybe you're dealing with something, maybe, uh, you know, physical things. Uh, I put in there kind of also maybe even things dealing with safety, uh, maybe personal loss, things that can all kind of fit into some of that maybe. Uh, maybe I'm, you know, just kind of summing it up a little bit, but uh, maybe things physical or things, maybe the fear of something happening or whatever is there. Uh, relational things, and I, well, I'm, I'm kind of looking at more like, okay, connections with, with others, you know, friends, maybe even extended family, uh, you know, maybe relational things as far as, you know, maybe we're not getting along or maybe there's strife or there's contention or some kind of thing. So relational things. Uh, time restraints. I mean, oh, that, that'll, bring, that'll bring stress. Time restraints. It always seems like there's just never enough hours in the day. But how I many know oh, there is? Uh, but uh, God, you know, you, you know, shows us how to handle that and deal with that. So sometimes time restraints can bring stress. Uh, work things, work or ministry-related things. Could be either or, okay? Work, ministry, whatever. Just things of just, you know, moving forward in, in you know, your jobs, uh, the ministry could be parts, you know, maybe your department, whatever it is, all kinds of things. But it's just because uh, you're working with other people. Come on. You're working with other people. Or you might, uh, you might have to pray things through. Or you might be dealing with some, some limitations about uh, this, or that, uh, this or that. So uh, just things like that can bring stress. Right? Now, there's a reason we're bringing these up. Because they're going to come up again here before we're done. Uh, how about things concerning the future? Uh, you know, your, your dreams, your vision, your goals, your, you know, maybe uh, opportunities ahead, something like that, uh, you know, just uh, the future, something, things ahead. Uh, hearing God, that was another one that came up, hearing God, uh, or the, the fear of not hearing God, or the fear of failure or making a mistake when you do hear God, okay? So uh, these are just, you know, I don't know, you know, you know eight, nine, ten different uh, things here. And I know there's more, I know there's others, um, and maybe you're even thinking of some others, and, and uh, if I had more time, I'd probably just say, you know, shoot some at me, but I think for the most part, we've kind of summed up, you know, most of it, all right? Uh, most of the issues that are out there that create stress, you know, uh, we've got some in school, we've got college, high school, all kinds of things, and sometimes that kind of stuff can bring stress, am I right? Yeah. Amen. Uh, you know, so anyway, praise the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, still, there's no, no excuse. No excuse for stress. All right, so with that said, um, we're going to go to uh, Galatians chapter 6 is where we're going to start. Galatians 6. And um, I'm going to talk about, uh, you know, dealing with stress again, but... We're going to come at it a different, different way today. We're going to talk about sowing the do-good seed. Everybody say a do-good seed. A do-good seed. Now, I'm, in fact, we might, even, we might even just call it a stress-free seed. Because all this stuff's going on, all kinds of stuff happening. And so how do we deal with this? And, uh, well, one of those ways is, amen, let's, uh, you know, let's sow toward it. Let's get past ourselves. Come on now. The other day I was talking with Brother John and Jackie, and they, they got, he got to talking about some things God was stirring his heart about, about seed and seed time and harvest, and, and uh, so it kind of put that little confirmation on the inside. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 
So we're going to talk about this today, amen. Uh, Galatians 6, verse 7, do not be deceived. Now, obviously, there's the opportunity to be deceived. I said, obviously, there's the opportunity to be deceived. Again, talking to the church, ain't talking to the world, talking to the church. And there's the opportunity to be deceived. God is not mocked, all right? Won't be mocked for whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. Whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. Now, this is a spiritual principle, and it, it's always engaged. It's always working. Somebody said, well, I don't believe in it. Tough. Don't be deceived. God is not going to be mocked. Come on now. It's, it's, it how, it's how it works. Amen. And the quicker you, you understand that this is how it works, the quicker you'll jump on this thing and, and get it working for you instead of against you. Amen. Because it, it always works. Whatever a man sows, that, in other words, amen, whatever, see that, whatever a man sows, that, he will also reap. Okay? In fact, we'll, we'll see here in just a second. Okay, let's read through it here, and then we'll come uh, show a couple more verses here. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. He who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Let us not grow weary while doing good. Everybody say, doing good. Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, don't lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially those who are of the household faith. Amen. Okay, so all that's going to kind of come up here. So uh, back to verse 7. Amen. And, uh, you know. Whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. From the very get-go, uh, God designed it that way. Whatever a man sows, okay? Um, let's go to, put, the, put Genesis 8, put that on the board if you'd do that for me, please. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. Now, you know, we start looking at that, we just start thinking physical things, like maybe, you know, sowing a garden or some kind of thing or, or whatever, and, and not that that's wrong, uh, but... As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest. In other words, whatever a man sows, the seed is going to produce a harvest. Okay. Now, we all agree with cold and heat. Like if you live in Oregon more than a month, you realize that could happen, you know, in a matter of days. Amen. Uh, cold and heat, winter and summer. It, sometimes it still can't make up its mind there either. Uh, day and night. Amen. Now, nobody's going to argue with that. You know, the sun, we, I don't think anybody woke up this morning early having to intercede, hoping and praying that the sun will come up. You say, well, pastor, uh, it's silly. Well, of course it is. But he, the same thing, you know, the same thing about us praying about seed time and harvest, it'd be just as silly uh, to pray, come on now, to, to not understand that the principle, amen, no, is no different. Seed time and harvest is no different than cold and heat, winter, summer, day, night. Come on. It doesn't cease. It's just the way it works. Amen. Even uh, the principle of the, of the sower sowing the word. It's, uh, in Mark 4, it talks about, uh, and Jesus even says, he said, listen, if you don't even get a hold of this, how are you going to get a hold of the rest of the parable? Because this is how it works, man. You sow and you reap. Amen. That's how it works, okay? Uh, put uh, Genesis 1. Let's just throw that verse up there. Verse 12 says, And the earth brought forth grass and the herb, uh, and yield seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit, whose seed 
is in itself, come on, according to its kind, and God saw that it was good. So just, just kind of confirming, even naturally speaking, everything produces after its own kind. Now, I understand, you know, they, they, they take certain things into the, into the science lab, and they try to genetically try to change this and change that, and every now and then they come up with a freak. You know, every now and then, maybe they, they modify the corn seed to make it a little bit more, uh, you know, where it's more resistant to certain things, and, and you know, they modify and do this and that. But still, that corn, no matter what, even if you plant that corn, no matter how many modifications you do it, it's going to come up corn. It doesn't come up beans, right? It always produces after its side, after its own kind. So it's the same thing, and so if you go back to, to Galatians 6 and 7, everything produces after its own kind. He says, don't be deceived. Everything produces after its own kind. Amen. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Still with me? Yep. All right. So, amen. Sowing good, praise God. So, um, put, uh, well, actually, I forgot to give her this, but I didn't know if you had it anyway, but the Phillips translation of that verse says this, that a man's harvest in life will depend entirely on what he sows. A man's harvest in life will depend entirely on what he sows. Amen. Cause and effect. Amen. Now, with this said, okay, if you know your seed, you know your harvest. Okay, if you know your seed, now we're going somewhere with this. If you know your seed, you know your harvest. Okay, let's reverse that, okay? If you know what you want for a harvest, then you know your seed. If you know, if you know what you want for a harvest, then you know your seed. Amen. Now, Brother Doug, uh, you know, Doug and Laura, they're, they're, they're like, you know, they got green thumbs. I don't know, Laura, do you claim the green, green thumb too, or is that all Doug? That's mostly Doug, okay, mostly Doug. But, uh, you know, Doug was telling me the other day, we were on the way to prison, he's just telling about, you know, his garden and talking about some things, and, and, uh, and he was saying that, you know, they, they, you know they're going, they went through their, um, you know, their, um, their cupboards, and they were looking at what they had uh, for you know, what they had left in, you know, from, from previous uh, harvests. And so they were determining then what they were going to sow in the garden this year based on what they had in their pantry or, or cupboards or whatever, however they do it. And uh, so uh, what he did is he, he went, this, you know, and decided what they have and what they have need of and then decided then this is what I want for a harvest. So then that determines then what seed he puts in the ground. Right? I mean, we, you know, if we, if we said anything different, you'd say, well, you're silly. You know, if, if, if uh, the farmer was out there and uh, was, was crying over his field and, uh, you know, another farmer came up and said, hey, Joe, what's the problem, man? Oh, I just can't understand why nothing comes up in my field. Well, man, I don't know what's the deal, man. Did something happen? You get some, you know, some kind of bug or some kind of thing out there? Or, man, maybe, maybe you got, you know, whatever, man. Yeah, well, I just don't know. Just nothing's coming up. He said, "Well, man, you should have something coming up by now." Yeah, I just, I just don't. Well, what'd you, what'd you plant? Huh? What do you mean, what I plant? What'd you plant in that field? Well, I didn't plant anything in that field. Well, 
you know, his buddy is going to get back in the truck and drive off because he thinks you're one stupid farmer. <laughs> right? And we'd all agree with that, wouldn't we? Yeah. That boy needs some help. Okay? Now, we know that, you know, if there's a farmer ain't worth his salt, he's going to, you know, he, he ain't going to do that. He ain't going to say that. It ain't never going to come out of his mouth because we, we're not deceived. Because that's how it works. Okay? But some reason or another, though, it comes time to our life, and we have a tendency to be deceived. Because we have a tendency to sow things we don't want to see for a harvest, but we have a tendency, because of the issues or because of the pressure or because of whatever's going on, we have a tendency to still sow seed based on the pressure, based on the circumstance. And the problem is we keep getting a harvest of stress instead of a harvest of stress-free living. Come on, somebody. Are you still with me? All right, so what kind of harvest do you want? Well, I want a stress-free life. Anybody else with me on that one or am I alone? I want a stress-free life. So, okay, so that means if I want a stress-free life, then, I, okay, if that's my harvest, now granted, there's, there's a lot of other things we could talk about through this whole principle, but we're, today we're dealing with stress-free living. So if I want a stress-free life, uh, and that's the kind of harvest I want, okay, then I'm going to have to sow stress-free, stress-free seed. Okay, now stress comes again, hang on, stress comes again based on primarily, maybe, maybe it might not be 100%, but primarily it comes based on Self-seeking or self-striving. Okay? So we're going to have to somehow or other get past self-seeking and self-striving. Okay? Right? So the seed's going to have to be a seed. Come on, a stress-free seed's going to have to be kind of this do-good seed to get past ourselves. Why? Because I want a harvest of stress-free living. Does that make sense? Okay, I didn't lose nobody, right? Okay, now just, you know, just work with me on this, right? Okay, so it's all good. Okay, so a seed, okay, a seed is uh, defined as uh, that from which anything springs, a cause or an action uh, to an effect, outcome, or a consequence. So a seed is that thing which is sown, amen, that produces a harvest, amen, just another uh, thing. Now, um, you and me, um, we cannot blame uh, we can't get mad or blame uh, our harvest or the lack thereof on, uh, on the supposed will of God. Are you hearing me? Because sometimes, see, remember, don't be deceived. God's not mocked. So you can't get all mad because your harvest stinks. A man's life, see, man's harvest in life depends entirely on a seed that he sows. Okay, now, so if we don't like our harvest, then we got to start changing it. And some, some of us need to pray crop failure on some things. Get out there with that disc and till it up, because we might need to till that up. Amen. Get a new seed in the ground. Come on now. Amen, right? Now, there's no condemnation, no guilt, but I'm just, we're just trying to bring out, we just, we just can't be deceived here. You can't go along and continue to sow certain things or sow towards certain things, sowing toward the flesh and think that somehow you're going to get spirit harvest. Or you sow towards stress living and expect to get a stress-free life. Continue to sow toward the things that bring stress and think it's going to be stress-less 
life that's going to come. It won't. Okay? All right, come on. All right, so remember, we're, we're, we're talking terrestrial living. All right, so we're just, that's what the angle we're coming at this, praise God. All right, so, so what it's going to take is a, uh, a, a do-good seed. Put, uh, I think it was Matthew 7, uh, put that reference up there. We'll just throw it in right here. Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. That's how it works. Okay, it's just another way is how Jesus brought it out. Uh, give me the, I have to give you some other translations on that. It's just, there's the New Living Translation. Do to others whatever you would uh, like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught. I love how he says that. All that is taught in the law and the prophets. That, that's a principle from the very beginning. Uh, give me another one. What is it, like Amplified or something here? Uh, so then... Uh, whatever you desire that others uh, would do to you, do uh, to and for you. I love that. To and for you. Even so, do also to, to, and, to and for them. For this is, or this sums up, the law and the prophets. So whatever you, whatever, uh, you, would, uh, what, whatever you desire that others would do, to or for you, then you, it determines what you do and for others, right? Are we, are we clear? Okay, uh, give me another one. Let's see. Do we have another one in there? I think message translation. Here we go. Uh, here is a simple rule of thumb guide for behavior. Ask yourself what you want people to do for you, then grab the initiative and do it for them. Add up God's law and prophets, and this is what you get. Right? Okay, just, just, right? Come on. So we're, we're talking about a, a do-good seed, or uh, we could say a stress-free seed. Come on. So part of it's going to be, because if you've looked at a lot of these things that we talked about, in fact, let's, let's go back and think about this now, um, you know, er, these areas that bring stress. Now, again, we've just got whatever it is, you know, 10 things or something here, and, and, and you know, it, it deals with others, it deals Amen. Uh, it includes people. Come on, somebody. Right? So how about finance? Let's just get that one out of the way so you don't get nervous on me all day or through the rest of the service. Uh, finance. Okay. Uh, I'd like a harvest, a stress-free living because I'm tired of not being able to pay the bills. Um, uh, I have too much debt. I have this. I have that. And as a result of it, I'm stressed out because I ain't got enough money. I ain't got enough paycheck to get me to the end of the month or whatever, however you want to word it. Okay, so, so how do you deal with that to bring stress-free living, to eliminate stress? Well, then you're going to have to be a sower, and it tells you what seed to sow, right? Okay, so put, uh, well, I just grabbed a couple of Let's do the Second uh, Corinthians, put that one up there. Uh, is that what's next? There it is, Second Corinthians 9, you know, right? And the whole chapter 8, chapter 9, dealing with finance, okay? And he says, and, and, but this I say, he was so sparingly, we'll reap sparingly. See, that so in reaping, right? He was so bountifully, I'll also reap bountifully. Come on. Uh, let's just read the rest of the text here. Uh, come on, verse 8, let's read that one. Uh, so, uh, verse 7, I mean. Uh, so let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Now, of course, he's dealing with, the, with an offering here. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. Now, how many like that verse? I love that verse. 
Isn't that a good verse? I love verse 8. But you can't have verse 8 without verse 6 and 7. So I like verse 8, verse eight because verse 8 is stress-free living. So in order to have verse 8, a stress-free harvest, then I've got to be okay with verse 6 and 7 in a stress-free seed. Are you still with me? Now, I'm not just talking about you sowing to the house of God. We have to be people where we hear from heaven about being a blessing to other people. And you got to hear God on these things. But man, if you're, if you're, if you're overwhelmed with, with something, then, then start, thinking, start thinking seed time and harvest. Right? I mean, okay, if you're, you're feeling overwhelmed uh, because of finance, then, then it's time to start hearing God on where to maybe sow a seed. Amen. Maybe God will put somebody in your heart and say, hey, you know, I want to sow a seed toward them, and I'm believing God, amen, to be debt-free, or I'm believing God. I mean, if, you're, if you want to be debt-free, then help somebody else pay their debt. If you, want to, if you want to live with the bountiful, then you've got to be willing to sow bountiful. Come on, somebody. If you want, if you want the bills to get paid, amen, then maybe we'll have to sow, uh, help somebody else get paid seed, Right? Somebody else's bill get paid seed or something like that. But it's still, it's still a stress-free seed because what we're looking to do is help them, help them eliminate or alleviate some stress or eliminate some stress in their life. Come on, somebody. And if I do that, praise God, yeah, I've sowed a seed. That's the kind of harvest I'm going to get. Well, Pastor, you just don't understand. I don't have much. Well, maybe there's a reason. There's no condemnation. But don't, you can't, you know, God's made a way that even, you may say, I don't have much money coming, I'm a, I have a limited income, but who limited it? You did. See, God can take that, what you deem as limited, and he could turn that thing around because you've now taken part of that and turned it into a seed to, for a, a, a harvest. God could bring a harvest in your way. I mean, all grace abounded towards you that you always have all sufficiency in all things and abundance for every good work. Amen. Why? Because you're willing, amen, to sow seed toward a harvest, a stress-free life harvest, praise God, where you're living in abundance. Come on, somebody. Are you still with me? Put the Proverbs uh, thing up there. Let's do that one. There is one who scatters and yet increases more. There is one who withholds uh, more than is right and it just leads to poverty. Yeah, I don't want to, come on, we, we got enough things to deal with. The last thing I want to do is bring poverty on me. Come on, right? The generous soul will be made rich and he who waters will also be watered himself. Come on, verse, uh, is there another one in there? Verse 26. Uh, people will curse him who withholds grain, but blessing will come be on the head of him who sells it. In other words, willing to let loose of it. That's really what it comes down to. You're either going to be you're going to be closed-fisted or open-fisted or open-handed. I guess is a better way of saying it. Closed-fisted or open-handed. That's really what really what what generosity means. Open-handed. Okay. So the point being is this. Okay, that you determine what kind of harvest you're going to have. And you say, well, well, I only get this much in a paycheck. Who said it just has to come by a paycheck? 
given, it'll be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Shall men give unto you? You might be amazed at where it comes from. It's not limited to a paycheck. It's not limited to some government check. It's not limited uh, to some, uh, you know, something that, you know, that was somebody else, you know, determined an amount. I mean, you're, you're, you're open before God to, to determine what kind of harvest you get. Is anybody still with me? So, you know, you can't get mad at God if you don't have any kind of harvest. You know, if we're not sowing anything, we're not, we're not looking to do that, then we just have to understand that that's the kind of harvest you get. Woo! I'm so glad we got through that one. Wow, I'm glad we did that one first. Let's see if we can rev you up for another one here. All right. Whew. How about family stuff? Um, I put uh, Colossians 3 and 18 and, and uh, you know, sometimes family things. And I, I mean, you could go all night long on verses dealing with, you know, family and stuff. Uh, wives, you know, be, be respectful, right? Submit yourself to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. And it just means be, re- be honorable, be respectful. Come on. Uh, husbands, come on. Love your wives. Come on. Walk in love, right? And do not be bitter toward them. Verse, uh, next verse here. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Uh, keep going here. Let's see here. Uh, fathers, here we go. Do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. So the point that just with these verses, these are just verses that deal with, you know, you know, just even within your own household, the seed you sow. Come on. Maybe we should have done this one first. Come on, just the seed you sow, even within your own household, can determine what kind of harvest you got. Okay, dealing with, with wives, husbands, children, how you treat your children. Come on. You know, you keep provoking your kids, and then you wonder why they're ornery. You keep being nasty to your wife, you can't understand why she's so nasty. You keep being disrespectful to your husband, can't understand why he's always disrespectful. Man, I should have done this on another night. It's, uh, you know, what kind of seed, you, what kind of harvest you want. So it determines the thing. There's no condemnation. We're not here to condemn anybody. We're just saying you got to determine if, you don't, if you're tired of the stress in the home, if there's strife and contention and dissension and all kinds of discord and all kinds of stuff happening going on in the household, well, maybe it's based on the seed, right? Could be the seed sown here. Come on, don't be deceived. All right? Give me another reference. Let's just do this. We'll just see what we can go on here. Because I, I thought this would be worthy of, of kind of throwing it in here. Uh, this is a, a reference we used last week, kind of dealing with joy and thanksgiving. But be anxious for nothing. Stop stressing out about stuff, right? In everything by prayer and supplication. Everybody say supplication. Okay, prayer being just, you know, commune with the Father, right? One-on-one with the Father. Supplications meaning, uh, bottom line, basically means to, to begin to supplicate for another, right? In other words, get you off your mind, start praying for somebody else. That's the point here, okay? So uh, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So, okay, let's say, uh, here we go. I just thought this is worthy of doing this because this is going to come up a lot tonight, um, you know, because part of the do-good seed, part of sowing, uh, is taking some time and learning uh, just how to call up somebody else's name once. Come on, if, you, if you're dealing with, with problems at home, 
you got kid problems, uh, you got uh, marital problems, you got you know just the daily grind is going on, and and how do you how do you handle all this? Well, I'll tell you what. How about you get you off your mind? Come on, and start praying for another. Come on, I'm telling you, this works. It's a do-good seed. It's a stress-free, come on, seed being sown to lift up another family who might be going through something, who might be dealing with something. Come on, somebody, and learn to call them out and start praying for them. You might be amazed how things shift and change in your own life. And so there's just something about learning to supplicate for other people. And, uh, and again, that's going to be something that probably comes up a lot here tonight, but, but it's, key. it's key because, remember, part of the reason that stress is so, so alive is because it's self-seeking and the self-striving that constantly, and we'll see, you, you might be going, I, I, just, I just don't want stress, I don't want stress, I don't want stress, I don't want stress. It's like, shut up. It's always about me. I don't want. I, I'm having. I don't want. Knock it off. We know you don't want stress. You weren't made for stress. God knows you don't want stress. Because nobody wants to be around you when you're stressed. So this is the opportunity to get past you and start lifting up another. Deal with me? Remember, it's everything. Don't be deceived. Whatever. A man, so it's just stopping once in a while, stopping and taking some time to call another family up, amen, and start praying for that family, for that marriage, for their kids. I mean, start believing God with them. Maybe they're believing God that their kids come home or their kids get back in the fold or whatever. Start praying for them, amen. You might be amazed at who will jump on board and start praying for you, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. If it's done right, Amen. We're all calling each other out all day long, all through the day or every morning or whatever. We're all calling each other out. Amen. Praying. And man, little by little, the stress just begins to just subside. That gets handled and that turns around and that gets changed. Amen. Instead of you over here going, I'm trying to, if I could just get her to love me more and respect me. Well, if I could just get that man to love me like he's supposed to. My kids, oh my gosh. Well, that's. And sometimes you're praying, God, I'm calling out my own kids to you. Oh, that's getting something done. Right? Sometimes there's no faith in it. We do stuff sometimes just based on, uh, you know, through habit. Maybe we just, you know, kind of run through things, but there's no faith coming. But, man, you be start, start saying, you know what, maybe I'm just done calling out this. I'm going to start calling out somebody else's name. Start believing God for them. Praise God. You ever notice sometimes, you ever notice it's like you can believe God for somebody else, and you, it's like, man, you have no problem engaging, having your faith in gear. But when it comes time to you, you're like, Right? A lot of times that way. So I think we just, we just kind of settle this and, and I'll pray for you, you pray for me. Be amazing what kind of, what begins to happen, praise God. Amen. Whew. I thought that one would do something for you. Let's try another one. 
trying to, how about health issues or, or even, like we said earlier, like maybe safety or personal loss. We kind of throw all that in together, but we'll kind of maybe deal with, uh, how about health things, okay? How about health things? You ever deal with health things and they just, um, health, right? Come on, health things. And, and uh, it, just, it just stress you out. It just gets you overwhelmed. You're trying, you're believing God, it's not changing, it's not turning. Come on. So we have an answer for that. A do good seed. Okay. Put Mark up there if you would. I think that's the next reference. Mark 16 and 7. And these signs will follow those that, who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, speak with new tongues. Give me another one here. Verse 18. Um, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it by no means hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick, and they will, and they will recover. Okay. So now, you know, a lot of times we read this and, you know, the Great Commission, and if we read more of the verses there, we just see that as the Great Commission, you know, going to all the world and preach the gospel. That's, amen, and it's all part of it. It's all this, fits into all this thing. But in here we see a do-good seed. What do you see right here? We see, uh, how about lay hands on somebody and pray for them? Are you dealing with health issues? How about call their name up? How about, how about lay hands on them? How about pray for them? Come on, somebody, about their health, right? Come on, I, I know it's the same, but... Come on, remember, every seed determines a harvest. And I want health. I like health. I like being healthy. Amen. I don't like being sick because I ain't got time for it. Come on, right? And, uh, and I, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to have like stuff running down my face. Have the, you know, take some more vitamins or something. Come on. I, like, I don't have time for all that. So I just like being healthy. Right? Yes. Come on, right? I know there's other things that can fit into all this, but, but I'm thinking about, okay, how that kind of stuff can bring a stress, stressful situation in your life. So what do we do? Sometimes what we do, you get so caught up, Lord, heal me, Lord, Lord. You're calling out to God, although he's already healed you, but we're still oh, we're trying to, just trying to, if I can just get that revelation or just get that breakthrough, just if I could just, and it's like, stop it. You just complicated it. Sometimes just chill out. And here's a good way. Do good seed. You know what? I'm going to start praying for somebody else, their health. Father, I call up brother so-and-so. I call up sister so-and-so. And I just, man, I'm going to praise the Lord. Amen. You see him in the house of God, say, hey, you know what? You're, you're not feeling good. Hey, praise the Lord. I'm going to sow a seed here. Let me pray for you. Amen. So, well, I don't know if I'd do it right. It, it isn't hard just to lay hands on them. Say, the word says lay hands on you. <laughs> it's not hard to say, heal them, Lord. Thank you. Deliver them. By your stripes you're healed. I lay hands on the sick, the sick recover. Hallelujah. I'm not the healer anyway. I'm just a vessel. I'm just a vessel carrying out the Great Commission. Come on, somebody. And you might be amazed just by doing that for others, how it starts happening for you. Remember, do good seed. It, it pr produces a, a do-good harvest. Stress-free seed. Produces a stress-free life. Still with me? Yes. Amen. I don't know what else I got on there. What else did I use for that, that reference there? I put uh, Psalms 91, you know, maybe talking about some protection thing. We kind of throw that in there too. Uh, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come uh, near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Right? Come on, right? Uh, now, now let's read a couple more here, and then I'm going to talk about this. First Peter, look at this, five, five, uh, five, uh, 1 Peter 5 and 8. 
verse 8 and 9. We'll read it. Uh, be sober, be vigilant. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, because that's who the problem is, the adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Doesn't mean he has to, but he's out there trying. Resist him. Here we go. Steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Everybody out there is dealing with the same, same doggone devil. Come on now. Still messing with you, praise God. So the point being is this, okay, um, this is, is how it works. Everybody else, amen, the promises hold to everybody, and you have to understand that also the, the same enemy, we all have one enemy. Come on, somebody, it's the same enemy. That person deals with the enemy just like you deal with the enemy. And so here's the deal. That promise is for them is as much for you. And so sometimes just recognize that person is also dealing with the, the enemies trying to pressure them, push them, take from them. He comes to steal, kill, destroy, but Jesus came to give life and life more abundant. So I'm going to start praying for them. Lord, I pray over them. I thank you for the angels of God around them. Praise God, protecting them. No evil shall befall them. No plague come neither dwelling. You might be amazed how all of a sudden you get free because you start praying for somebody else. Give me another reference on that. I thought I had another one in there. You know, you overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb. By the word of their testimony, and they, and they did not love their lives to the death. And there's a whole sermon in that. But I thought, I brought this up because one of the ways to overcome the enemy is by the blood. Whew. So what we do is we plead the blood over people. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I plead over my own household, but sometimes I'm pleading over your household. Oh, we overcome the enemy. Why? Amen. Man, I just plead the blood over that family. Praise God. Amen. I speak the covering of God over that household. Amen. You'll not take from them anymore. You'll not steal from them anymore. Anyway, the point is there's nothing difficult about that. What you just did is so to do good seed. You took the time to supplicate for another concerning things that maybe you're also dealing with. And what you did is so toward their life. Are you still with me? Somebody says, well, you tell me we, we, we stop praying for ourselves? I ain't telling you that. But do you ever notice that sometimes you just get all stressed out? You, you're not getting anything done because there's no faith engaged. You're too caught up in the fear or the panic or, or whatever it is about stuff. And so you're not engaging your faith anyway. So uh, you know, let's, let's just get in faith and start praying for somebody else and I'll sow that seed, and I'll just believe in God that people are also jumping on board. And you might be amazed at how you start sowing that toward another, how even your own faith starts getting engaged. Amen. For for long, too, I mean, man, now when you're praying for yourself, you at least praise God engaged here, and you're doing something. Amen. But I'm just saying, I just it's amazing if you just, just see everything that you do as seed being sown. And what do you want for a harvest? What do you want? Then so toward it. Amen. Uh, give me, let's see, we'll go, what's another one here we were dealing with? How about re- just relational things, okay? I thought, you know, dealing with different things. You know, I put, uh, I put uh, Luke 6. Put Luke 6 on the board. Because it just deals with a lot of things. We start dealing with people and, and, oh, man, sometimes people are just stinkers. Well, you know, I mean, sometimes it's just hard to get along. I just, you know, whatever. Okay, and it can be. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes they're just going through the same things you're going through. Sometimes they're dealing dealing with the same kind of issues you're dealing with, and so all it takes is one person with issues bumps into another person with issues, and oh, we have puppies. 
And we've got a whole bunch of little issues running around now. And that, it's just because it's just what it is. So, so Luke kind of gives you, he says, you know, kind of starts here. Um, back, we're just going to kind of grab a few verses here and there. But verse 31 just says, and just as you want men to do to you, do also to them likewise. Let's skip down to, let's go down to like 36 because we'll, it kind of sums it up as you get down here. Uh, verse 36, therefore be merciful, right? Just as your father is also merciful. So, so okay, here's a good thing. I'm going to sow mercy. Some say, well, that's a lot to sow. Well, it could be a big seed. So be merciful. Why? Because I want to reap mercy. Mercy is stress-free living. Being condemned and beat up because of, you know, shame and condemnation. There is nothing stress-free about that. Nothing stress-free about it. To get up and always be hounded because of your past and mistakes you made and everything gone. And you're always reminded. It's just like there's nothing about that that's stress-free. So it starts with with certain things. I'm going to sow a seed. So I'll be merciful to others, praise God, because I'm believing for mercy. Come on now. Verse, uh, verse 37. Let's do a couple verses in here. Uh, judge not, right? Okay. And you shall not be judged. Remember now, now that's, see, so judgment would be a, a, a do bad seed. That's a do bad seed. That's a do bad seed. We want a do good seed, right? Uh, condemn not, another do bad seed. Right? Condemn not, okay? All right? Uh, that you shall not be condemned, right? Forgive, that's a do good. Forgive, and you'll be forgiven. Amen. See, these are just things. I'm just saying, we're, we're dealing with relational things. You got to be, now, relational, right? Relational means people. And a lot of times, people can bring stress, especially when we relate. Right? I mean, come on. It's a, it, uh, I, sometimes it isn't just the person I work with. Sometimes it might be extended family. That person brings stress in my life. So this is an opportunity to sow a do-good seed, amen, to bring a shift and a change so you get a do-good harvest, come on, amen, a stress-free harvest, come on, amen. Verse 38, we quoted this one earlier, give, and it just means be generous to others, amen. Uh, give, and it'll be given to you, right? Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, it'll be put into your bosom, for with the same measure that you use, it'll be measured back to you. Saying the same kind of thing, you determine your harvest. So being, uh, being forgiving, being merciful, being generous to be a blessing to people, it, it opens a door for that kind of thing. Being critical, being judgmental, uh, you know, it's uh, being condemning, it, it, it produces a harvest. With me? All right. Okay. All right. So anyway, let's... Let's try another one here. How about how about just I'll just do the the, the time restraint one. Let's just kind of throw that one out here and see uh, time restraint. You no, know, it just doesn't seem like there's ever enough time. You know, uh, Ephesians five. Uh, we talked about some of this about the redeeming of your time. See then that you walk circumspectly, 
In other words, with, with some awareness. Okay? Now just now listen with the same in the context of what we've been talking about. Hear it in that light, okay? Because this okay, see then that you walk circumspectly or with awareness, not as some fool, but being wise. Here we go, verse 16, redeeming the time because the days are evil. If the pressure's out there, it's out there. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Okay, now I think I, I might have threw another verse in there, uh, like verse 8 or something, because when you kind of go down to like verse 8, can you give me verse 8? 8, not 18, 8. There you go. All right, so uh, because in this whole text, he starts off talking in this text saying that you were once darkness. You're not now, but you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord Walk as children of light. And then it goes on talking about things, saying that basically, you know, when it comes down to it, see, you're walking with you're walking with awareness that everybody around you, come on, somebody, how you walk, how you do, you're sowing seed, you're light. Now, the reason I, this is so important is because it's redeeming time. You think, well, I ain't got time for no, 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 no. If you do the God thing, sow the, the good do the do good seed. Come on, God redeems your time. You'd be amazed that when you stop to go help somebody, how God seems to just get on board and help you. And all of a sudden, you got time to do something. I had that happen just this week. I sowed towards somebody. I really did not have time, but I made time. Come on, somebody. Went and handled this, went and did this. This is great. I, I felt honored to be able to do it. I went and did it. And just the next day, God already opens up, gives me an opportunity to do something else and redeems my time. To give me an opportunity, amen, to do something, amen. And it's just, just a immediate seed. I like, I like quick harvests. Come on. But you got to be aware. You, you walk as children of life, and you walk with awareness, amen, that everything you do is like sowing seed, praise God. And so you walk with wisdom, come on, somebody, and God shows you, and, 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 and just, it just walk you right along, and life becomes stress-free. All of a sudden, you got time to do some of these things. And I understand busy. I know some of you think I only show up on uh, Wednesdays and Sundays, but... But, you know, I understand busy, but I also understand, uh, you know, putting time out there for people that, in all honesty, you know, sowing toward people that they're not going to be able to, come on. And so you sow, and God somehow or another redeems your time and sees to it, amen, somebody ends up jumping on board to help you with something or do something for you. Or that thing that you thought was going to take a month only took uh, three days. Come on. That thing you thought was going to take all day only took an hour. Just these things that begin to happen because you were willing to sow that do-good seed. Is this making sense? And uh, granted, we could probably all day long on each and every one of these things, but I just wanted to grab a few verses with everything and just kind of bring it out. Uh, Work. And, and ministry things, things, you know, we could stress that about work, or we could stress that about, about ministry things, and, and uh, you know, because it just, just got the pressures of having to do things and be, and, uh, you know, we got, uh, you know, well, I got I to gotta now do this, and I got to now handle that, and I've got to handle this, and all that kind of stuff, and so uh, this becomes sometimes 
uh, uh, pressure on us. And so I just wanted, uh, uh, put, I put Hebrews 10. I thought this is worthy of this. Um, uh, let us hold fast the confession of our, of our hope without wavering, for he who is promised is faithful. And just, amen, we just stay with it, stand on it, amen, stay with God, stop backing up, move forward, amen. Let us consider one another in order, what, to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. All right, same kind of principle, okay? But, uh, you know, you know the, the cool thing about what God has provided for us, God has provided an avenue of, of giving, helping, serving. Come on. You come to the house of God, and part of it is you're, you're giving up your time unto the Lord, and at the same time, you, you, you've made a decision, I'm going to help here and help there. All of it, what you're doing is sowing seed, amen, and allowing God to move, even though you've got a busy work schedule, busy school schedule, come on, you're busy even in ministry, all kinds of things, depending on what you're doing, what's happening. God understands all that, but you set aside time, and you go, and you honor God, and you serve others, amen, you give, you sow, you just, you, you're a part of something. God has given you an avenue, amen, a, 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 a place to plant seed. And we're not just talking finance. And God has given us an opportunity to do that. Every bit of time you serve, you help another, come on, in whatever capacity, you give of your time unto the Lord. I always believe anyway you ought to, you ought to tithe your time too. Come on, somebody. That's just my own thinking, but that's just how I, I think that way about when it comes time to your communion with God and and anyway, I'll leave that alone. That's, that's, you get your own, you know, conviction on that. But uh, I just feel like, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's all his anyway. So, you know, lead me, guide me, direct me. So if I, if I make a decision that I am going to give of my time and make sure it's all yours, then what I found out is God gets on board. And even though I got a busy work schedule, busy school schedule, busy ministry schedule, God always seems to jump on board. Amen. And help with these things. Brings people in your path that'll help. And, and I mean, it's amazing what God begins to do. Are you still with me? Yes. Are you glad you came out on a Wednesday or am I boring you? I remember, everything you do is sowing seed. And, and, and sometimes we get deceived and, and we forget that, you know, that even that little thing here or coming here and taking the time. Some of you had to come a distance to get here. What you do is giving up your time. You mean I'm sowing seed? Yeah. That fuel that you had to burn to get here is seed being sown. I mean, you start thinking about it. You think, woo, I got all kinds of harvest. Hallelujah. But if you're grumbling while you come, that's also seed being sown. That's a do-bad seed. Look at your neighbor and say, no grumbling. That's why he even says when you're giving, you be cheerful about it. Don't kill your seed. Some people are, are bucket plunker and grumblers. 
Might as well go back and grab it. Because you just killed your harvest. Come on. Well, you come up there, hallelujah, I get to sow, hallelujah, glory to God. Thank you for my harvest. Amen. And when you're sowing and helping, amen, in whatever capacity it is, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what you're sowing of your time, giving, amen, the whole time, God, amen, because you're sowing, you're giving of your time, serving others, helping others, praise God, you got a harvest coming your way, praise God. Well, anyway, praise the Lord. Are you getting it? All right. Let's see. I thought, uh, let's see. I put, uh, I put Mark 9. Let's see here. Is that, that right? I just threw it in this one, too. Um, and he's just, you know, talking to his disciples. You know, they were kind of trying to decide who's going to be the greatest of them all. And he just says, well, listen, if you want to be first, well, learn how to serve. If you want to, you want to, you know, just think about this. If you want, you want, you want to. You want an increase or you want a promotion? Here's how you get it. Well, I didn't want to hear that. I didn't come to church and hear I got to serve somebody. I don't like these people. I got to serve them. I just want to be promoted and be the boss. <laughs> Tell everybody what to do. I like that. Hey, you, do this. Well, learn how to serve. You might be amazed how many people just jump on board and will do it without you having to bark at them. Come on now. It's just a thought I'm having, but I just thought it fits. Come on. Amen. You want to increase in your life? You want to you help? You, you feel like you're overwhelmed? Got to bring people your way? Well, learn how to serve. Come on. Be a blessing. Amen. And so, again, the house of God becomes a place you can do that. It isn't just at the house of God, but the house of God gives you an opportunity to do that kind of stuff. And the house of God's good seed. Or good ground, I should say. Good ground. Good ground to sow seed. Whether it's service, time, energies, efforts, stuff, goods. Come on. You know, if you want to make the pastor a good pie, pff, hallelujah. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Time, energies, right? It's amazing. Of your substance, your increase. All that, it all, it all has a harvest to it. It all has a promise attached to it. Praise the Lord. Anyway, praise the Lord. All right, how about uh, things concerning uh, your future, concerning uh, maybe opportunities you're believing for, or goals, or a dream that you had about something? And, uh, well, uh, well, let's, let's make a, do a do good seed there. So let's uh, give me um, uh, Philippians 1. Put that up there. I thought this is uh, good here. Uh, this is Paul praying uh, for people. I thank my God. Upon every remembrance of you, all right, so talking to the Philippian church, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you, come on, for you all, so he's obviously Texan, for you all with joy, y'all, right, y'all with joy, uh, your, uh, for your f- fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, and remember, this is, this is part of his prayer, and look at this, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Now, that's a good promise right there. We can be confident that what he started, he can finish, praise God. So, But remember how it all came. This is through a prayer that Paul is praying for somebody else. 
So I think about, about okay, you got a dream. You got, a, you got, a, you got a, a desire to see something happen, or you're praying for, for an opportunity or an open door or some kind. Of, Paul even talked about many times, pray that I'd have an open door that would open up unto me. And, and so pray that would happen. Amen. And there are times that he's praying for them that an opportunity would happen for them. And, and so you just got to get that going back and forth. And all of a sudden, we're all walking in opportunities. We're all walking in our dream. Praise God. Why? Because we're seeing to it that that person over there is having their dream. And we're praying for them to have their dream. And instead of going, oh, that guy's dream's just stupid. People do that stuff. Oh, that's just dumb. Ah, anyway, that's a that's a do bad seed. That's a do bad seed. It's better. Somebody's got a dream. Praise the Lord. I'm, we can be confident that He would begun a good work. He's going to finish it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Call that thing forth in the name of Jesus. Amen. Every uh, when we go in uh, the prison every week, and and uh, part of what we do, the reason we do it, uh, the reason it burns in me. And I know in the men that going with me, um, it's because we have an opportunity uh, to try to, again, revive dreams and the, and the desires and the hopes of others. Because sometimes they're in there and they just feel like their life's a waste. And so we have an opportunity to go in there and sow that kind of seed, that hope that, that one day they get that jump started enough, praise God, where they understand that, praise God, they don't, they're not their history, they're not their past, they're not their mistake, amen? amen. But what God had promised is going to happen, what God has put in their hearts is going to manifest, what God has, has, has the dream that He's given them will, will come to pass, praise God. And, and that's why we do it, amen, to sow that into their lives in hopes, uh, amen, that that gets revived and stirs within them. We don't go in there with a negative message. We go in with good news, not bad news. Come on now. We've heard enough bad news. Come on. But the point is, is it seeds being sown? And, and, in, in, and in hopes that it'll, it'll deposit, be deposited in them and it grows and they just turn around and just keep doing the same thing out there and it changes families, changes whole communities. Praise the Lord. And if, if we just keep doing that and we're, we're, we're grateful to do that, then that kind of harvest is what we will receive. And I like that kind of harvest. I like being confident that the good work he started in me is going to finish. Praise the Lord, because I need a lot of work. Some would agree with that. And so I'm grateful, praise God, that, uh, that you know, that's the kind of harvest. Uh, and so a do-good seed. Everybody say a do-good seed. Do good seed. You still with me? Yep. We're, about, we're winding her down here. Amen. A do-good seed, praise God. I put uh, Colossians 4, just go ahead and throw that up. Uh, kind of says the same thing we said earlier, but continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Uh, praise God. Let's see, verse 3. See, I give you that too. Meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open to us a door uh, for the word to speak the ministry of Christ to which I am also in chains. Amen. And um, so the point is, is that, you know, it's, it's still, you know, think about the times that you pray for others. Uh, I just can't get off that because... You think about every time you take some time and pray for another, you just took time out of your day and, and you gave it unto the Lord and gave it under, unto somebody else. That's a seed being sown. And see it as a seed being sown. A do-good seed. 
and, and just praise God, you, 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 you begin to put that out there, and, and that's the kind of harvest you get, praise God, amen. All right, let's, let's look at, I think, the last, last area here we were looking at. Um, I just put um, stuff about hearing God. Remember I mentioned about hearing God, and sometimes that can bring stress for some people because they feel like they can't hear God or the fear of what if I, I fail God, uh, what if I make a mistake in doing it, um, and th- that's just, that can be stressful. For some people, that's real stressful, all right? Okay, so anyway, Colossians 4. Uh, let's uh, now actually put the Colossians 1. Put Colossians 1. Uh, this again is Paul praying for this reason. Uh, we also, since the day we heard, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I want you, this, that's a prayer we pray over you on a daily basis. Okay, this is one, one of the prayers that we pray over you uh, because it works. <laughs> Amen. Uh, that why? Because that we want you uh, to walk worthy of the Lord fully pleasing Him, and, and being fruitful in every good work, amen, and increasing all the more, right, in, in the knowledge of God, amen. And so uh, Paul said, uh, you know, I'm, I'm praying that that, so I'm sowing that, I'm speaking that over you, praise God, amen, that, that you would hear from heaven, walk in that. Why? So you can walk worthy of the Lord. You can be where you need to be, amen. Uh, you might as well be in the right place at the right time. I said you might as well be in the right place at the right time. We've all been in the wrong place at the wrong time. Some of us have even been in the wrong place at the right time and been in the right place at the wrong time. But we need to be in the right place at the right time. And so, amen, right, right? So, you know, we pray that for others, amen, that, that, that man, things are right, things are working, they're hearing and they're flowing in God, increasing in wisdom, increasing in spiritual understanding. Hey, they got an ear to hear, praise God, amen. This is how it works, praise the Lord. In fact, Mark 4 uh, put that just real quick. I just thought, if anyone has an ear to hear, let them hear, right? So we pray, pray for, for people that they have an ear to hear. I mean, most of the time when we pray over our s- sermons and, and things, that's one, of them we, that's one of the things we say, Lord, give them an ear to hear. That's a seed being sown. Because I want to have an ear to hear. Right? I'm not, you know, coming up and going, you better be hearing. God, you got, you got wax in your ear? Why can you not hear it? No, it's better to say, no, Lord, give them ears to hear. Right? Come on. Right? Sow a do-good seed, right? Not a do-bad. Come on. And then, anyway, uh, I think I had another reference. Let's maybe do that, and we'll probably close it with this, I think. Uh, Psalms 37, I thought this was, you know, this kind of fits, you know. Uh, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So we're talking about, remember now, the God. So God, that word ordered, means literally uh, to, be, uh, to be given as a military command. So it isn't that everything you do uh, automatically is, is it, it's talking about, come on, God giving forth an order. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Okay, it's not that, again, it's not saying every step you took is of God. It's saying this, if you hear the order, you take the step, and it works. Okay, so we're praying that you have an ear to hear, amen, so that your steps, as he gives an order for your steps, as he begins to lead you, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, amen, are the sons of God, or weos, or the mature ones, so we're praying that you uh, become the sons and daughters of God, the mature ones who are 
hearing from heaven, praise God, and you're walking out those steps, praise God, your dreams start coming to pass, the things you're desiring start happening. Come on, somebody. All these things start working like they're supposed to, praise God. You're hearing like you should, amen. All this, man, just things begin to click and work when you're hearing God. So we pray that, and though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. In other words, no matter, even if there was mistakes made, no condemnation. There's none of that mess. We just all, just, all it takes, you know, it doesn't matter where you're, what you're going through, what you're dealing. All it takes is one word from God. All it takes is one thing to hear, and the whole thing just changed. You might think, I just botched up my whole life, and God says, oh, no. Here. <gasps> and that whole thing just shifted and changed because of one word. And no more stress. Woo! I thought, I thought my life was, was over. <laughs> One word from God pulls you right back up. Praise God, you're up on top again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Walking and talking and being. Hallelujah. Just like you're supposed to. Praise God. Did you get something tonight? Oh, yeah. Give the Lord a praise. Come on, somebody. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, let's sow a do-good seed. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.